0: Welcome to Manufacturing Tomorrow, focusing on advanced manufacturing innovations, solutions, and partnerships that exist in our region now and in the future. Hello there. You're listening to Manufacturing Tomorrow, brought to you by the Ohio Manufacturing Institute at The Ohio State University. I'm Katherine Kelly, your host for this segment. Today we are speaking with Kenny McDonald, Chief Economic Officer of Columbus 2020, the region's Economic Development Authority, whose mission is to generate opportunity and build capacity for economic growth across the 11-county Central Ohio region. Kenny has an extensive background in site selection, regional economic development, community marketing, business recruitment, and international business development. Before Columbus 2020, Kenny was the executive vice president of the Charlotte Regional Partnership. He's also held leadership positions at economic development agencies in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and Savannah, Georgia. Kenny also serves as an elected member of the board of directors for the International Economic Development Council. Kenny, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Tell our listeners a little more about Columbus 2020 regarding business attraction efforts and promoting the Columbus region's assets to market-leading companies.
1: Well, Columbus 2020 is a regional growth strategy for the 11-county central Ohio area. And it was started uh, through a lot of hard work from both public and private leaders uh, at the height of the recession who began to ask the question, uh, if we set bold goals, if we uh, provided great resources, Uh, to the effort. Could we have grown faster at the end of this next decade than we've ever grown before? And so um, uh, we put together uh, not only the initiative, but an organization called Columbus 2020 sort of underneath this to execute. We now have 18 people who get get up every morning uh, talking about uh, working on uh, regional economic development issues, um, talking with our own companies, many of which are manufacturing companies obviously around our 11 county area. Uh, talking to international uh, companies uh, all over the world. Our team is in China. In fact, this morning we talked to them. They were having dinner uh, uh, early this morning while we were eating breakfast. And, um, uh, and then we work with our startup community and uh, our high-growth industries. Those companies that are uh, that have revenue but are not quite to the next stage and need some acceleration. And we're doing that uh, every day. And that's part of our strategy. And we're going to do that for. Um, you know we're halfway through the decade, and we got a we got a long way to go.
0: And so you also work to facilitate uh, any issues with exports, and uh, what what are you what are you doing right now?
1: Well, uh, if we will, we're trying to build a, a more competitive, um, stronger, uh, uh, more diverse economy constantly. So that starts with working with the existing businesses across our region. And uh, we believe that that not only uh, helps them, you know, get connected to state and local resources or other uh, customers perhaps in our region, um, but we think part of our job is to help them be more globally competitive and open their eyes to some opportunities that are outside the U.S. Um, most of the world's market is outside the U.S., even though we have a wonderful uh, market inside of North America and the, and the country. Um, and we want them to understand that there are state and federal programs that can help them do that as they get uh, orders over the internet or they get formal orders uh, their clients are wanting them to expand internationally. How do they do that and how do they enter those markets?
0: one of the recent reports you published was on the region's automotive supply chain and had some notable statistics Uh, for example the share of automotive oem employment in the columbus region is almost six times greater than that nationwide and the region's auto industry employment grew 10 percent in the last 10 years what else did you find
1: well we wanted to go out and and get inside of um, especially the automotive supply chain um, not just for honda but um, uh, we have suppliers across our region that serve um, uh, the American manufacturers um, and uh, people around the country. So we wanted to get inside those facilities and talk to them about not only their challenges but their opportunities and to understand what we really had so that um, we could not only help them directly uh, and understand their business a little bit better but also um, leverage opportunities that they were um, they were discussing. And what we found was that... Uh, um, not only we have a, a vibrant uh, automotive sector because of uh, Honda and, and all the supply chain here, but we have some really emerging uh, technology opportunities in the automotive sector that are quite exciting.
0: So what were some of those technology opportunities?
1: Well, uh, as you know from the Ohio Manufacturing Institute, um, um, there's all kinds of things going on in the automotive industry and, and cars are essentially becoming um, computers wrapped in uh, steel and aluminum. and Uh, We think there's a number of safety issues. Um, We think there's data analytics opportunities in the automotive sector, Uh, and we continue to see um, uh, the companies that reside right here um, doing some phenomenal things that have um, global impact.
0: So in terms of challenges, what have some of the industries indicated are are their, their top issues?
1: I think like a lot of industries, um, uh, finding a skilled workforce is um, probably the top of the list. Not probably, it absolutely is the top of the list. Um, Not only for skilled manufacturers, but again, skilled IT workers and things like this that fill out their facilities. And um, this is true across the country uh, In fact it's true across the world now and uh, countries are, are are programmatically trying to address the, the the issue just like we are here in the US. We're doing some very unique things I think that are that are um, perhaps making a dent in this um, with internship programs um, a greater connectivity not only to universities but uh, to Columbus State and entities like that that are really helping uh, for instance, Honda and their supply chain attack some of these issues. Uh, and the employers themselves have been fantastic about finding the opportunities. Um, even, even small startup companies have started to enter the market, you know, trying to help um, from an education technology standpoint, helping uh, kids bridge the gap from high school into manufacturing careers. And I
0: wanted to, to talk more about the, not only in the automotive industry, but in general about uh, Columbus 2020's mission is to leverage public-private partnerships. So what type of relationships do you find are the most productive in helping manufacturers innovate?
1: Well, certainly university is is number one, right? So I think it's incredibly powerful that we have one of the largest research uh, organizations in the world right here, Uh, in our backyard, and it is very connected to major players in the automotive sector as well as uh, the aerospace sector. I think uh, uh, that gives us a tremendous advantage. Um, So that's an academic-private partnership. Uh, We see communities uh, like Union County, uh, Logan County, Marion County uh, working with not only their educational institutions, but the employers themselves coming together. Um, there are now traveling vans um, that are going out around the region promoting the manufacturing industry. Right. The so mobile labs. Yeah, mobile labs that have some of the uh, equipment inside them that can uh, pull up to a school and highlight uh, uh, what you can do with robotics. Um, they can do some advanced training, actually, with uh, some of the equipment that they have on those um, mobile labs. But maybe more important is just to expose young, young people to manufacturing as a career.
0: I think that was a really great collaboration with Honda, Auto Tool, Union County, some of the other counties and and other uh, industries in in developing that those mobile labs. Absolutely. Yep. Our listeners may be surprised to know that the Columbus region is home to a large and diverse manufacturing base. Uh, Over 1,800 firms, uh, about a third of the state's manufacturers reside in central Ohio, and that is one of the top economic sectors behind financial business services and government. What are the unique characteristics that Ohio and central Ohio offer manufacturers?
1: Well, first of all, it has probably one of the the best tax systems uh, in the country for manufacturing operations. So um, there is no tax on your personal uh, uh, property or your your equipment you have in your facility. That's very unique. Um, And uh, the idea behind that is we want our manufacturers to have the latest and greatest technology in their facilities, and we don't want to penalize them for that. We want them to put that in Ohio. We think that leads to continued innovation. Um, uh, The second thing is that... uh, uh, you're only taxed on what you sell within Ohio and so many of our manufacturers sell a small percentage of uh, things in Ohio and then they sell around the world and sell around the country and they're not taxed on what they sell outside of Ohio, which is a tremendous advantage for to their bottom line. And then we think, uh, you know, for us it's always three things, um, talent. So we, we have a great pipeline of not only um, skilled manufacturing workers. Uh, from entry level to skilled workers, but also we've got the university talent and engineering talent. Uh, I think with over uh, 14 engineering schools in the state and then obviously the Big Ten schools surrounding us, uh, Ohio State included, that have tremendous programs that can feed those, those companies. Um, it's a trem- it provides tremendous access to what we think is the greatest market in the world. If you think about uh, Midwestern U.S., Eastern Canada, northeastern U.S. and the mid-Atlantic. Um, we can serve all those markets within one day's t- truck drive. And for European manufacturers or uh, Asian manufacturers or our own manufacturers here in this country, it tr- provides tremendous access to a huge number of consumers and businesses. Um, and then finally, you have all of that at a very reasonable cost in a place that is a, has a tremendous quality of life and your employees can actually live in homes. Um, you know, we can't do that in Silicon Valley probably and and make a reasonable wage and um, can't do that on the, on the East Coast. And we remain a, a wonderful place to live and, and work and raise a family on top of all of those other advantages.
0: I don't think you were around when the Columbus Technology Leadership Council was, uh, was uh, founded, but we had this – campaign we were discussing about how much a $500,000 house would would get you in Central Ohio compared to what it would get you in Silicon Valley and then exactly um, what would happen if you were on a highway during rush hour <laughs> there compared to here. So I don't well, know.
1: Things have changed a little bit in the last decade, though. We, we think it's a quantifiable advantage that uh, you have terrific places and communities to live uh, across central Ohio because you know, it leads to a productive, engaged workforce, which is a big deal. And um, over the long term, I think that provides tremendous advantage um, your, your workers are likely not renting, they're probably owning, they have a little more, uh, they're more committed, um, and uh, they just have more stability. I think that leads to a better workforce.
0: You were quoted in a, a recent Industry Week article as saying, manufacturing is cool again in Ohio. You care to elaborate on the investments that have been made to support manufacturing to substantiate that claim?
1: Well, I think part of it is just that they, um, the whole maker movement has been an exciting way to actually uh, integrate uh, technology um, and the startup culture with uh, making things. And um, while people in the manufacturing industry probably always believed and um, uh, are right that uh, innovation lies in manufacturing, uh, even in Silicon Valley, you know, Intel is uh, is a technology company, but they make things and. Um, that translates into Ohio. I mean, we, we we think that's where you improve things. You apply your product, you tweak your product, uh, and make it better constantly. And there's innovation and patents and all these things around it. So, I think we've always kind of known that, but I think a younger generation is is getting exposed in ways that they weren't for twenty or thirty years. You know, it's uh, uh, shop class uh, exactly. doesn't maybe exist in many of our schools anymore like it did when we were. Coming up, and so working on engines or working in uh, woodworking or anything like that was, you know, perhaps uh, uh, we lost a generation, and we're, if you will, bringing them back into that,
0: especially Uh, machining and tool and die.
1: Absolutely, and 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 celebrating the fact that uh, those are not uh, dirty jobs anymore. Those are uh, those are jobs in innovation and science and technology now, and what you can do with um, on a machine or what you can do with a 3D printer. Uh, these days is absolutely incredible and I think if you visit a school that has a robotics lab and you see how kids light up, boys and girls by the way, uh, I think that's uh, um, something that's fairly enlightening for people. I, I I doubt they light up like that when they walk into English class. And so <laughs> you know i I, I probably not, depends
0: on the student. <laughs> not diminishing
1: that, but I think uh, you know a robotics lab is really cool, and kids get it, and they like to make things and mess with things. and we're just really maybe uh, lighting that fuse again, which I think is exciting.
0: and this is in reference to uh, one of our own getting into the Forbes thirty under thirty in manufacturing uh, because of a toothbrush, right?
1: Yeah. No. The guys from BEAM and um, we just have a number of companies around this region that are doing so many exciting things. In fact, you know the uh, the makers uh, uh, lab that we have uh, uh, right here in Columbus is Columbus the largest idea in the country. The idea foundry is uh, fantastic. and uh, We recently held a, uh, a meeting of the Columbus partnership there with um, 50 of our largest company CEOs uh, sat in the middle of the makers lab. Um, And got to see um, what that really was, what a maker's lab was, how it worked, what the business model was, what kind of things were being worked on there on a daily basis. Um, And they were as excited as anybody about what was going on there, something that they probably didn't have a lot of exposure to. So um, I can't encourage uh, our community leaders enough to expose their elected officials, um, their um, Uh, their financial executives, people like that, to get inside the facilities of the plants they have, but also into exciting things they have in their education facilities or in their maker spaces to expose them to um, manufacturing as a career and a center of innovation
0: yeah i I think that that is one of the most amazing spaces that we have here in in uh, in a up and coming neighborhood and to, to think that that's the largest makerspace in the world. It's right here in our own backyard. it's, it's where it should be yes, absolutely <laughs> so uh, what have you learned from um from your time here in, in Columbus and in Central Ohio region in terms of how we work and in terms of our partnerships and I mean, how competitive are we compared to some of the other areas you've been and, and globally? I mean, where, where do you see us heading?
1: Well, Ohio um, is a, an incredibly competitive location, um, first of all. So our state is, uh, um, you know, has roughly the size, uh, our economy is roughly the size of Sweden is how we talk about it when we travel overseas. A huge market, um, you know, nestled in the middle of the U.S., but providing access to even bigger markets um, surrounding us in the Midwest and in the eastern part of the country in North America. Um, and then Central Ohio is an incredibly collaborative place. So um, while a lot of people talk about public-private partnerships here, it's practiced in almost every way and every day here. Um, you'll see. Uh, businesses and government working together to get things done. I think we've become more competitive over the last five years and even more collaborative. So it's been important. Jobs Ohio has been a, a terrific development for the state of Ohio. It's organized our economic development infrastructure in the state. Every county is in a region. Um, every county is being marketed around the world every single day, not only by Jobs Ohio, but. Uh, through the Regional Partners Network, which are five organizations like Columbus 2020 across the state. Um, And then we see our communities constantly trying to get better. And at a local level, we have terrific practitioners in economic development. Uh, We also have a commitment to growing our economy. So um, uh, it sounds like a very basic element, uh, but it is an ethos of this region that we want to grow our economy, add jobs improve our communities constantly and we know to do that maybe more than anybody um, uh, because we've we've uh, been through different cycles in ohio Um, we understand that we have to keep working at it and keep improving and doing things differently constantly to keep up in the global arena
0: and getting back to that strategic plan that started the organization I saw in the recent news, I think this week, that you were going to surpass the expectations that were set by that plan. Isn't that correct?
1: Well, we were on a path. So we set a goal of 150,000 net new jobs, and that's macro jobs. That's all all jobs. Um, The most this uh, this region had ever done in the past is 135,000 net new jobs in the 90s. So the first five years of this plan, um, we we're at 106,000 net new jobs. So we are getting, we're approaching to what we've done in a decade in just five years. That's incredible. Uh, so what we are are saying to people is, um, you know, on the private side, we should have a lot of confidence. Things are growing faster here than they've ever grown before. On the public side, it's a big challenge. Keep up with infrastructure, roads and bridges, and digital infrastructure. The um, uh, Internet of Things, uh, you know, that runs our, our facilities, so many of our facilities, and our logistics facilities now is a critical part of our infrastructure. There's so much that we have to do, but in fact, um, you know, I've been saying these are the good old days. Perhaps we really are living through a historic period of growth in central Ohio.
0: I always ask this question of the guests, and uh, I wanted to see what you would say to uh, the question, what would surprise us about Columbus 2020?
1: Um, that um, Well, it shouldn't surprise us, but perhaps it does, in that uh, when we organize and we resource things, um, this region is an incredibly globally competitive region. And um, we don't feel like there's anywhere we can go in the world where we don't have an opportunity to speak to business and legitimately say that this is one of the best places in the world to do business. Um, we don't feel um, like we have uh, any major deficiencies. In fact, we probably have more opportunities than we can fully take advantage of. And our team gets more excited and is exposed to some of these things every day. Um, it tends to be a very positive group anyway. But I mean. Um, translating that excitement and, and the level of opportunities that we see in our pipeline to public leaders and private leaders is something that we are doing every day and can't say enough about. Uh, this is a tremendous place to live, work, play, operate a business, start a business, scale a business, and in fact, run a Fortune 500 company.
0: i have to agree to that statement. Kenny, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you.